Welcome everyone to the chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans and I am the host for the chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS and it can be live streamed from its website. The chat is also available on Google, Apple and Spotify podcasts. Today I'm chatting with Mary Beth Wilson. Mary Beth is the wife of Brian and mother of two daughters. She has a degree in movement and sports science from Purdue University. Presently, Mary Beth is a tennis pro for Tipton Lakes Athletic Club. She has published a book by the title of Living a Life of Celebration. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near, I'm stepping out, cause he wrote. Today, I'm chatting with Mary Beth Wilson. Mary Beth is the wife of Brian and mother of two daughters. She has a degree in movement and sports science from Purdue University. Currently, she's the tennis pro for Tipton Lakes Athletic Club, and she has published a book with the title Living a Life of Celebration. Welcome to the chat. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I'm just so excited that you invited me here, and I'm excited to chat with you. Well, I'm looking forward to our next few minutes together. Will you tell us about your family? I have one brother, and uh, my parents and, and my brother and his family live in Texas. I'm from Texas. I grew up in El Paso, but also lived in Houston for a time. So my family's still there, and we go back and visit them often. Then I have uh, my husband, Brian, here in Columbus, and two daughters. One daughter is already in college, and one is about to be in college. My husband has family with three brothers. They all live pretty close by, and we get together often and have um, just really good times together. That's a blessing, isn't it? It is. To get to be with your family. It is. Will you tell us about your work? I have coached tennis ever since I... I stopped playing tennis um, after school, um, after college. I began to teach kids um, in tennis and just absolutely fell in love with it. Tennis has been my passion since I was about six years old. My parents used to go out recreationally and play, and I would hit on a backboard, and then I would cry after two hours because I didn't want to go home. <laughs> so <laughs> my parents knew they needed to get me in some lessons. <laughs> so I have always been around tennis and have absolutely loved it, and Honestly, in college, I said I would never teach tennis. <laughs> but then as soon as I graduated from college and I started teaching tennis, I fell in love with the kids. And I still love tennis. So it was just a good, just the perfect spot for me. Isn't it interesting how the things that we say we're never going to do, <laughs> we end up doing them. Exactly, yeah. God has a sense of humor, for sure. <laughs> he sure does. I'd like to get into your testimony. Will you tell us about that? I grew up going to a Lutheran church. I think for me at the time, it was very ritualistic. I guess I, it never was very personal to me. I, we would stand up, sit down. We'd say the Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed, and things like that. And for me, it just it never touched my heart. But as I went to a youth group in Houston when I moved there, it was called Young Life. 
they began to talk about how it wasn't about religion, but it was about a relationship with the Lord. And I could just get myself behind that. I remember at the time thinking that is what I'm looking for, you know, is that relationship with the Lord. And so, you know, I, I don't think my upbringing was bad in any way. I just think that it was God's timing of just when it clicked for me um, of understanding that I needed him and I needed that relationship in my life. And so, so from then, I mean, my life just completely changed. I mean, I, if from that moment on, I have had a very close relationship with the Lord. Young life, it sounds like, uh-huh. played an integral part of your coming to know Christ and all of that. I used to hear quite a bit about that organization, such a God-honoring organization. It is. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was also very fun. You know, they they did a lot of fun things, which brought the kids in, but they made it very real. And the people that were in charge were just so loving and kind and supportive. They came to school and ate lunch with us. (laughs) It was just really special. I moved to Houston my junior year in high school. It was just something that completely transformed my life. And I was thinking, I don't want to move again. Like as a junior in high school, you Mm -hmm. don't want to move. But God did amazing thing through it. So let's get into your passion. Has God given you a passion to work in any certain area in the kingdom of God? Or just what, what about that? I would say that my passion, as soon as I graduated from college, I began, well, actually through college and through, God used um, tennis to show me the power of prayer. It was through my tennis in college that I began to pray while I played my sport. God really showed me his power while I was playing. So I wouldn't ask to obviously win my matches, but I would (laughs) ask for his power. I'd ask for his wisdom. I'd ask for his strength and even ask for things like to be more aggressive because that didn't come naturally to me. But I could see every time I asked for something, I got it. Mm -hmm. And so it was like he was showing me, it wasn't necessarily about tennis, but it was about him showing me that he was there with me and just the power in prayer and that he answers those prayers when we ask him. And so from there, from college, I began to pray for, for many family members that didn't know the Lord. And he answered those prayers very quickly. My grandma accepted Christ a week before she passed away, and I had been praying for God to not let anything happen to her until she came to the Lord. And then my sister-in-law accepted Christ within that year. My brother came to the Lord. My mom came to the Lord a few years later. My grandpa (laughs) came to the Lord. And so it was just like God was showing me the power of prayer and how he was just answering all of those all those prayers. And that just really inspired me to continue to pray, you know, and then he would inspire me to get out a map and just pray for the world, pray for certain countries, pray for just all things. And so he actually, with prayer, I mean, at the time I remember thinking, Lord, there's so much to pray about. I just, I was beginning to feel overwhelmed and he helped me organize my prayers. And so I would put him into a daily categories. <laughs> so mm-hmm. on Monday, I would pray for my husband and my kids. And on Tuesday, I would pray for the rest of my family. And on Wednesday, I'd pray for my friends. And on Thursday, mm-hmm. I would pray for my church. 
And Friday, I would pray for other various ministries. And on Saturday, I would pray for our country and the world, you know, different Mm -hmm. countries. And then on Sunday, I would, that would be the day where I'd pray more for my own kind of needs and stuff. And so it was really good to organize it. And I could just break out that notebook and I could remember, okay, today's Monday. I'm praying for this Mm -hmm. today, you know, and then I could be able to get everything prayed for because I loved it and I could feel the power of it. But I was like, there's so much to pray for. How do I, (laughs) how do I get it all prayed for? And it would just make me feel overwhelmed. But that kind of helped me organize Mm -hmm. my prayers and help me just to be able to pray for everything. Well, Mary Beth, it sounds to me like you have the gift of intercession. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about areas in your life that God is working on you to make you more like him. Do you happen Mm -hmm. to have a couple of those? I do. So actually, one of the things, and I think he's used tennis to help me in this too, I never liked losing and in fact, I, hate, I hated losing matches. When I came to know the Lord, He helped me see that with Him, I will have victory. I'm not talking about tennis now. I'm talking about just in mm-hmm. life in general and in the battles that we face. He has that victorious mindset. God is a winner. Mm-hmm. You know, He wins every battle that He faces. And so the way that I'm learning to be more like Him in the problems that I face, I can know that he has a solution and that relying on him is my solution, that he's going to have victory. And so there was a time in my life where I was facing problem after problem after problem after problem, and it actually caused me to fear problems. And I would go into the day just like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen today? You know, (laughs) worried about any problem that was going to arise. God finally got a hold of me and said, I have worked through every single problem that you have faced why are you still worried about this next problem? You know, why are you still fearful of these problems? You've seen me work. You've seen me have victory in every single problem. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. So I began to move into problems with more of a mindset of, I can't wait to see what God's going to do with this one. You know, (laughs) like this one feels pretty big, but okay, I'll I'll just trust him and know that he's going to do something great with it instead of, having a fear, worrying, you know, all the things, anxiety. I wouldn't say that I've done anything perfectly. You know, those things still come about, but I have to go back to, okay, God, I know you're going to do something amazing with this. So I just trust you and move forward with that victorious mindset. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm going to win with Jesus by my side. I'm going to win that battle, you know, whatever battle it is. So um, I think that's kind of where he's making me more like him. So in the area of fear, overcoming fear, trusting him to overcome it. Exactly. And when I had um, that time of fear, um, I had a couple friends that kind of rallied around me. And what we did was every day for an entire year, we would share a, a verse on fear, try to memorize it or meditate it on it throughout the day. And that really helped me just get my mind wrapped around that God is with me. God tells me not to be afraid, all those things, and and not focusing on the problem, but focusing on God. I did bring a couple of the verses uh, with me. One was 
Um, Isaiah 41, 13, it says, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not, I am the one who helps you. And then Deuteronomy 31, 6, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And so just kind of, you know, wrestling with those verses and meditating on them helped me to overcome my fear. Two good scriptures for that, too. The chat has a theme song called Stepping Out. And in it, it talks about where God wants us to step out of the boat into faith in him Mm -hmm. and stretch us and cause us to trust him more. Has Mm -hmm. there been a time like that in your life? The first thing happened a a while ago. We, my husband and I have um, sponsored children through Compassion International since we were first married. Every year, there's something called a Compassion Sunday, and you get up and you kind of share about the children and, you know, try to get other people to sponsor children. And I felt the Lord nudging me like, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. And I was like, no, not that. Like, I'll do anything else because I just did not want to get up, you know, in front of church and speak about that. But the Lord was, no, you're doing it for the kids. Like, do it for the kids. And because of my love for kids, I just was like, okay, I will do this for the kids. And so I... I definitely stepped out way above my comfort zone. I wanted to throw up before I got on stage. You know, I was not comfortable in any way with that. So that was one thing. And the Lord has definitely blessed it. And I have since then done many Compassion Sundays. I can't say that I'm ever super comfortable getting up there, but I've been stepping out in faith because I feel God calling me to do that and doing it for the kids. Oh, the other thing is... Uh, last year, I have sort of written some things. One is the book uh, that you mentioned, Living a Life of Celebration. I wrote it when my girls were super young, and I sort of tabled it, not sure what to do with it. And it was last year that I had heard from many people saying, you know, there's books that God is saying that need to be written, you know, that people have but haven't published. And so I said, Lord, is this, are you talking to me? Is this what you're saying to me? And so I felt like he wanted me to publish this book, but I felt like it was a stepping out of faith because I was thinking, do people really want to read this? You know, is this, I don't know, I don't know if this is something people will enjoy necessarily, but I felt, I felt like he was saying, these are my words and I want you to publish it. That was a kind of a stepping out. There's a couple other books that I'm in the works, getting published, a tennis devotional, and then a Bible study. And so that has been kind of stepping out for me because also I had no idea how to publish anything. (laughs) So I said, if you want this to happen, you're going to have to steer me through all of this. (laughs) So, Well, I'm enjoying our chat, Mary Beth. We've got Um, to take a break, though. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near, I'm stepping out. We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Mary Beth Wilson. She's a tennis pro at Tipton Lakes Athletic Club. Let's go on to prayer. Let's find out about your prayer life. Do you have a place that you go to each day to pray? It's not anywhere secret. I basically just sit on my couch in my living room 
And I have a prayer journal. Uh, well, it's actually just a journal, but I, I jot down in there many things to pray, many things that are going on and things that God brings up in my life to pray for. It, you know, just varies on how much time I spend with him, depending on how much time I have each morning. But it's definitely a place that's quiet. Mm -hmm. And I do enjoy getting up pretty early when it's still dark. You know, everyone's asleep and um, I can just have that quiet time. I feel like that's when I hear from the Lord more. And I would say that in my prayer life, it has changed a lot. It used to be about me praying for things. And now it's a little bit more of me hearing from God. You know, I want to know what are you saying, Lord, about this situation? Or how can I move forward in praying for my girls or my husband or, you know, people in my life instead of me just praying from my own heart, which isn't bad either. But I think that it's nice to hear from the Lord about where where is he working so I can join him in that. What's a prayer that you pray most often? I think I might have just shared it. <laughs> it's um, It comes from the Bible study, Experiencing God. Mm-hmm. It's a prayer that says, um, show me where you're working, Lord, so I can join you. Mm-hmm. And so that has really stuck with me. Instead of having the Lord join me in what I'm doing, I feel that the Lord wants to show me where he's working so I can join him. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Has God ever disappointed you? I think there's definitely been some things in life that haven't gone, you know, the way that I had expected it to. But I think that he always shows me that he's working it for my good. So even though I'm disappointed, he always shows me that there's a reason for it, you Mm -hmm. know, or that he's working in me to change and to grow. Yeah, I end up not being disappointed in him, even though I may start out being disappointed. Mm -hmm. Once we see things from his perspective, Mm -hmm. it changes our side, doesn't (laughs) it? Has God ever brought you any blessings? What's what's one of your greatest blessings? I would say it's my kids, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say they're... They're definitely my greatest blessings. They also play tennis. That has been an amazing blessing as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. I played tennis in college. My oldest daughter is playing tennis in college, and my youngest daughter is going to be playing tennis in college, and all at the same college. So that has been really, really special to be able to do that with them and to kind of um, had that talent together. And so it's been really fun, really. So I would consider that a blessing for sure. So you've all played tennis mm-hmm. for, or well, your youngest mm-hmm. going to, mm-hmm. for Purdue University. Yeah. Didn't you tell me the other day when you and I were chatting about something that at one time you were ranked in the top 16? In college, I got to the round of 16 in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think my ranking was in the top 16 it was like 30 or something. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly, but... So but still high fun. up in tennis. Yes. Let's get into your Bible study. What are you reading during your devotion time now? How's that look? The latest devotional that I did was called Grace, Resting, Receiving, and Reigning in Life by Nicole Mardock. She does an amazing job of explaining how to 
receive God's love. And I think sometimes people may think that they have received God's love, but maybe not received it fully. And so she does just a really good job of explaining that and just um, how great God is, no matter what you've been through and no matter what you're going through, He is just right there. And He's never mad at you. He's mm-hmm. never disappointed in you. He only thinks good things about you. And so just over and over and over, she clarifies that of how God thinks of you, so highly of you. And and so I just love the way she words all of that. As human beings, that's so hard for us to I know. get a grip on it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that he never thinks one bad thought of you. <laughs> you know, like, yep. um, and is never disappointed in you. So even mm-hmm. when we sin or we disappoint, we feel like we disappoint him, but mm-hmm. he's not disappointed, mm-hmm. you know, so. We see ourselves so much differently than God sees us. Yes, for sure. Do you have a life verse? Yes, it is John 10, 10, and it says, The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, meaning Jesus, have come to give you life and life to the fullest. Ever since that has become my verse, I see 1010 all the time. So on my clock, you know, on my phone, I see 1010. So it's constant that he just keeps reminding me of that verse. And so whenever I see 1010, I thank God for the full life that he's given me. And or I or I pray like, Lord, help me to ha- live the fullest life today that you have for me. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just like God to do things like that, uh-huh. to encourage us. Yes. Do you yeah. have a favorite biblical account? I love Daniel and the lion's den. Just I feel that's been a powerful one for me. And then I love Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, and Jesus being the fourth man in the fire. So I love that, those verses. But I I think that I just, I love all of the verses that he gives us on fear. Mm-hmm. And there's so many. I, just, I, I feel like God knew that we were all going to be, have fear and anxiety was going to be mm-hmm. um, a big thing for us. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to give you extra verses mm-hmm. on this issue. He gives us so many of those. I just, I love all of them, and I love being able to turn to them and just help to overcome that fear and anxiety. You're right. Fear is such a big part in our lives that it's so cool for him to point scriptures out specifically Mm -hmm. on fear and how to not let it, not let Satan use that against us. The opposite of fear is is faith or the opposite of faith is fear. So mm-hmm. you, the mm-hmm. two cannot be intertwined. If we are in living in fear, we are not living in faith. Mm-hmm. And so I have to keep that in mind that when I sense fear coming into me, I, I can say, okay, I'm going to live in faith. I'm going to trust you with this problem or with this issue or with this thing going on and know that you're, that you're going to have victory. Mm-hmm. Faith is always positive. Fear is always negative. negative. Yep. <laughs> so, of course, having faith and trust in God, mm-hmm. then that would just push that out of the picture. Like when light comes into a room, the right. darkness has to flee. Exactly. So when we use our faith, when God uses our faith, his favor, mm-hmm. then, of course, 
it will do a mighty work and help us to get beyond. God really helped me. Um, I think during 2020, there was just a lot of people living in fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that's when God showed me the importance of our mind and where I started writing the Bible study called The Mind of Christ, because our minds are so important and we have to make sure that our minds are moving in the right direction. Uh, it's easy for for us to just let our mind go. And before we know it, we're mm-hmm. like, how did our mind get to here? And so he helped me understand the mind and the training and disciplining our minds. I did this so much in tennis. Mm-hmm. I captured my thoughts. I stayed positive. I did all the things I could to keep my mind mentally tough. The Lord taught me after college that you need to not just do that on the tennis court. You need to do that all the time. And so I began to start training my mind, capturing my thoughts and making them obedient to Christ. And that completely transformed me. I think that we have to be really careful what comes into our minds and just completely capture it or catch that thought right Mm -hmm. away. And when we do that, we can steer it towards truth and steer it in the right direction. And so there's a training and a disciplining of our minds that is super important to having his mind. And so when you think about what Jesus thinks, he doesn't think anything negative. He doesn't think Mm -hmm. anything fearful. And he doesn't want us to either. No, he doesn't want us to. He wants us to have his mind. I always term it as well. I call it the mind of a champion. And I I think of Jesus having the mind of a champion. Mm. When you think of a mind of a champion, you know, they're always having that mindset of, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to stay in truth. I'm not going to tell myself that anything bad or anything negative or anything false. And so you let your mind think on those things. You know, Jesus says to think on things that are true, noble, just, worthy, uh-huh. trustworthy, and excellent. Jesus thinks on things that are excellent. Uh-huh. And so when you think of a mind of excellence, it's like it's that top tier, like, uh-huh. you know, mind of a champion. And that's where he wants our minds to go. And he wants us to have the same mind as him. Also, what he also told me was that, so what's in our minds trickles into our hearts. Uh-huh. So it's all connected. So if you live in bitterness, anger, you know, hostility, hatred, it trickles into your heart. Mm-hmm. And then from your heart, it becomes who you are. It becomes like the action. The heart is like the action piece of what you do and what you say come from your heart. So anyway, it's all connected. And so we have to be careful um, that what is in our minds, it's all connected. And so we have to be careful that we make our minds like his so that our heart can be like his. And so when we have that connection uh, between our minds and our hearts, we become more like him. When we are, when we're connected with him and when we have the mind of Christ, then we can also have that heart of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then he also began to tell me that it also can trickle into our bodies a little bit too. So when you think about if you stay in a moment of stress, you're stressed or you're anxious, it begins to affect your body too. And so your body feels that burden of stress or anxiety or even fear. And so it kind of is all connected that you know, the mental and the spiritual and the physical can just all be connected. But it all starts with the mind and how what we put into our minds. And his word tells us 
that we are to have the mind of Christ. Yep. We've got to take another break, Mary Beth. <laughs> so we'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. For the Savior is near. I'm stepping out, cause he wrote. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. For the Savior is near. I'm stepping out. We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Mary Beth Wilson, and we're just having a high old time here talking about the goodness of God and how he's working in your life in particular in the area of tennis. He's been able to to use that in many God-honoring ways. Let's talk about mentoring now. Have you had any mentors in your life? I would say I would have one. She is a, a lady who... We actually met at a FCA camp. We both worked there. Um, it was an FCA tennis camp, actually, and so we taught tennis players together. And she is a little bit older than me. My husband knew her son growing up, and so they had a good relationship. And so it was just really kind of special that we got to know each other really well during that FCA week. And we began to talk about how we should, you know, get together more often and. So we uh, we met for a long time, once a week, and even when I wasn't living closer to her, we would keep in touch. And she's been someone that um, is so strong in her faith, and she's also a great prayer warrior. So it's just been special to get to know her and, and have that special relationship together. Mentors, once we've had those in our lives, they play an important role place in our hearts and many times in our families and all of that. So, yeah, yeah, I hear what Mm -hmm. you're saying about your mentor. Have you ever mentored anyone? I mentioned that my sister-in-law accepted Christ uh, when we were in our early 20s. And so there was a time when I, you know, kind of mentored her. We would talk frequently and I would kind of help her along in her relationship with the Lord. And she sort of just took off and <laughs> in her relationship with the Lord, more of like a mutual uh, mentorship, you know, where we would talk on the phone and we would just kind of encourage each other and mentor each other. Every week we would talk about what is God doing in your life. And so we would share that. And then we decided that, you know, maybe God wants us to talk in a live session or whatever And so we started doing that. Uh, We called it Two Hearts. And it kind of God confirmed that when I went to Panera one morning and I opened up my bagel and it was in the shape of two hearts. (laughs) (laughs) I said, okay, I think you definitely want us to do this. So we started doing that and we don't do it weekly. Unfortunately, our lives get a little busy, but we've done it many times um, this past year. And we just get together and we talk on Instagram Live and we share what's on our hearts. And a lot of times it's it's very much in sync. We're dealing with the same things <laughs> and going through the same issues and stuff. And so we can just share what God's doing. So it's really, been really fun. You mentioned God's affirmation on a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> well, hey, you know, God can use anything. He can use anything he wants. <laughs> That's right. He just surprises yeah. us yeah. sometimes. <laughs> exactly. I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Just out of the blue. Uh-huh. There it was. 
we'll get serious now about struggles in your life and in my life and in each of our lives as Christian women. And we've all had those, of course, and some of us more than others. What about you? Can you share one of your struggles with us? I would probably point it back to um, the time when I was kind of plagued with fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of paralyzing. And I, I had mentioned how God had taught me how to keep my mind in the right place. And, but it just felt like arrow after arrow after arrow were coming after me. And so I, I just sort of got paralyzed in that. That was just a huge struggle for me. But I think that through God's word and through the help of some friends that I was able to be pulled out of that, uh, steered back into um, having the mind of Christ. You were mentioning just a little bit ago about some of those scriptures on fear Mm -hmm. and how God has been so good to you to provide those for you. For sure. It sounds like this is one struggle for sure that you have gone through, but Mm -hmm. God's hand of provision for you. Yeah, he definitely provided people to help me. He provided his word and he wanted to show me his power too that and that victorious mindset to move into i have helped you with all these problems you know look back and see like you have overcome every single problem and so for him to show me that and so that when a problem comes up i can say okay like you know i'm excited to see what god does with this one mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. just moving me into that victorious mindset and He's also shown me, and i it's a little bit in the book, Living a Life of Celebration. He wants us to, regardless of our problems, regardless of our issues, regardless of things going on in our life, he wants us to celebrate him. And that was not a word that I've ever coined with Christian faith. We think about praise and honor and glorify, you know, but celebrate God is not really a term that's used very often. And so when I first wrote the book, there was not, because this book was written 18 years ago, there was no message version. There was no passion translation. Mm. But when I went to write the book and get it published, in the message version and in the passion translation, it says Philippians 4, 4 through 8, which is the verse that we all know as rejoice. I say it again, rejoice. Mm -hmm. It says, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let your joy overflow and let your gentleness be seen in every relationship for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. And so it was like God wants us to move forward with a celebration spirit. And when you think of the word celebration, you you think it's like, oh my gosh, that's so fun. It's like a party and, you know, mm-hmm. super exciting. And so... When I say, Lord, I'm going to celebrate you today, it just completely shifts my mindset because I can still have some things going on that aren't great. I can still mm-hmm. be like, well, Lord, I don't see a breakthrough in this area or see anything happening in this area, but God is still worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, there's always reasons to celebrate God. And so that's kind of what the book is about 
And that's where God has been showing me to move forward in just a celebration spirit because I can trust him with every problem and every trial and every issue that goes on. And I don't have to worry. I don't have to be fearful. I don't have to be anxious that God has a plan for it. And I just need to rely on him and celebrate him and kind of move forward in that. Has God given you a song that has ministered to you greatly? Yes. It's called Fear Is Not My Future by Brandon Lake. And it's just talking about we don't have to live in fear. God doesn't want us to live in fear. He doesn't want us to be afraid. And so this song just says says just that. Give it all to God. Let it all go. It, this is not uh, my future. What a good song for mm-hmm. that. A song that ministers in such a grave area. Right. Let's listen to Fear Is Not My Future. I'm turning in your favor Watch him work it for your good He's not done with what he It's not done until it's good. Hello, peace. Hello, joy.
I'd like to give you a couple of minutes, Mary Beth, to talk to our chat listeners today about anything. Has God brought anything to your mind that he would like you to share that would encourage and help in some way? Yeah, I want to encourage everybody that we all go through stuff. You know, we all have day-to-day problems, and God says, do not worry about tomorrow, for there'll be enough trouble (laughs) tomorrow. And so each day has enough trouble of its own. God is working in every situation. He's working in every problem. He's working in every troubling thing, and He's using it all for His glory, and you're good. And so... To have that frame of mind, that mindset, that mind of Christ, that mind of a champion that says, I'm going to have victory in this situation. God's going to have victory. God's going to work. He's going to move. He's going to do great things, and he's going to have the victory. And as long as I'm standing by Jesus, as long as I'm leaning on Jesus, I will see victory in this battle, and I can live in a place of celebration. I can live in a place a victory, basically, you know, going through each day, just trusting God that he has a plan for everything and, and he's going to do great things in our lives. It sounds like you're saying celebrate Jesus. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) He's worth celebrating, even when he hasn't done things the way we want him to. Exactly. He hasn't answered our prayers the way we want him to. Mm -hmm. He is still God and we must worship him. That's right. Will you pray with us? Absolutely. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time. Lord, we do worship and celebrate you because you are a God who is worth celebrating. Lord, we thank you for all that you do in our lives and who you are. You are um, you're just an amazing God who uses everything for your glory and you use all the all the trials all the tribulations all the relationship issues you use it all for your glory and our good and we just praise you and honor you and celebrate you today for being such a great god and we thank you lord that fear is not our future but you are our future thank you jesus amen thank you for coming and chatting you are one precious woman. (laughs) Tennis player, how God has used tennis in your life Mm -hmm. to teach you so many things. And in turn, Mm -hmm. you've been able to mentor and to talk to others Mm -hmm. about that. And thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning into the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. For the Savior is near, I'm stepping out.